Hello again, and welcome to Super Deluxe Gamescast for Thursday, April 23rd. If you're not aware, SDGC meets right here each and every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we discuss the latest gaming headlines with a wide variety of panel members and guests. We also do a whole bunch of other stuff as time allows, like a separate show about movies and television, pre-recorded content, and a bi-weekly morning show every other Friday that we haven't done in like two months. I probably need to change that. If you've been along <laughs> for the ride so far, welcome home. And if not, hey, feel free to stick around and maybe throw us a sub. Every single podcast is archived the next day on our YouTube channel for those who like to watch. And you can find us on all major podcast services for those who like to listen. Good evening, everyone. It's a uh, another lovely Thursday night. And I am very excited about this week's podcast because Final Fantasy VII was a formative game for me growing up. Uh, I first played it when I was 16 years old. It got me through some rough times at high school. I've probably played this game about, I don't know, 37 times throughout my life. It's one of my most replayed games. And... Uh, so when when uh, when I played Final Fantasy VII Remake, I was completely blown away at, at how well Square Enix nailed it. And I never imagined that we would actually get the voice actress for one of the most mm -hmm. iconic characters in gaming. It's something that was very personal to me and important to me growing up on our podcast. But we are joined tonight by Brianna White, uh, who is uh, who is the voice of Aerith, Aerith Gainsborough in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Brianna, thank you so much for taking some time out uh, to join us. I know you're very busy. My pleasure. I'm very excited to be here. This is so cool. Um, okay, so <laughs> I'm like, I'm already nerding out. Okay, so uh, what we're going to do is, so Brianna's got 45 minutes um, because she is very busy. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask Brianna what she's been playing this week. I think I probably already know the answer to that. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about her career, uh, how she got her start, to where she sees herself going. And we're going to launch into some questions, both from ourselves and from our audience. Uh, and and so, uh, Brianna, uh, what, why don't you tell us what you've been playing this week? I'm really confused as to what that might be. Right. Who could guess what I would be playing this week? <laughs> um, I have been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. No, I don't believe you. I, I know. You. Why would I play that game? I, I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> How far are you in? Let's see. I just finished Chapter 6. Ah, that's... Okay, so... So, so we're so, in... Oh, so before we keep on going, I saw some talk about spoilers. What's, what's the spoiler status? So, so we... We're going to try to keep them to a minimum yeah. unless it's like very important to the conversation. Then we can kind of just give a little warning, if, but just keep it kind of conversational. If something big comes super up, super we'll, well established yeah. FF7. Right. Stuff. Cause that's the question. Yeah. Like we're talking about spoilers of a game that's 20 plus years old, but spoilers for the new content, maybe. Right. Keep, I don't know. So, so we'll just, we'll just right. try to keep spoilers to a minimum. Sure. Okay. So, uh, then yeah, I'll just say I'm in chapter six, and I'm on a mission with some friends. <laughs> yeah. Our, uh so is this this is your first time? So like this is your first time playing the game. Do you know what comes next? Like you know about like like I because I I'm unfamiliar with how the voice act like how reading lines work and and I I know that you know what's come for for you know for Aerith, but are you aware of what happens for all the characters? I would say that it was a little bit segmented in the process of it. It wasn't step by step by step. And I don't have any knowledge of any scenes that I'm not in. So all of that is new to me as I'm playing the game, with the exception of knowing a general story arc. And with the exception of what I have, what I have played and what I have seen and what I know of Final Fantasy VII from back in the day. Now, so I'm actually... I've Sorry, you continue. 
I was going to say, I'm actually curious. So when you were doing your lines, I don't know if they had you do, uh, if they actually had a, traditionally an animation at least, you would have um, something to try to lip sync along with. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not you even got to see the scenes that you were voicing out in that kind of way to try to match pre-existing lip sync or not. That's tough. I'm not supposed to talk about anything that isn't public knowledge fair, already. Fair. And what is public knowledge is that in in game development, specifically uh, for games like this, uh, sometimes you have picture and sometimes you don't. So it, it completely depends on where in development the game is and yeah. where it lives. So while I'll say some things are not going to be a surprise to me, some things still very much are. But even separately from that, from the recording process is even if I had seen every moment in the game during the recording process, it would still be a joy and a surprise. And it still is a joy and a surprise to see it all come together. There, There's so much magic that happens in a finished product because especially in this game that was so well done. I mean, I think in my playthrough I've said, and I'm, I'm streaming it on my Twitch channel. So I think in my playthrough, I've said the words well-crafted probably 8 billion times. <laughs> uh, do you mind plugging your channel? Where can people go to watch you play? Sure. They can watch my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash the strange rebel. And so it's interesting that you you're, you phrase it like that because I would think working on a game in that capacity would kind of be like a chef where you just get tired of the food. Does playing it after doing all the voice work come off as, as different than playing a normal game? Not at all. Not at all. There are some moments where I forget that I'm even in this game and I just <laughs> get to completely enjoy it, completely lose myself in it and enjoy it as a player. And I it calls me back to other epic games that I've played like God of War, like Final Fantasy 15. And yes. I, I get to enjoy it equally and, and to that extent just as much. Oh, that's awesome. Also, I don't know a single chef who like gets tired of food though. Yeah. yeah. I was well, that no, but like, you know how if you eat the same thing over and over But again? that's not what a chef does, they cook. Ah, uh, they could be. My <laughs> metaphor is perfect. <laughs> Your analogy makes no sense, babe. It makes no sense. I make one, um, one steak, but I make it so well. <laughs> I make it bad. So, uh, so Brianna, it sounds like you are familiar with uh, the original game, like the original version of Final Fantasy. I'm familiar with it. When I got the audition, I had never played it oh. um, because I was a Nintendo girl when I was younger. So I didn't have access to um, any other consoles and any other games. And as I as I got older, I, I never really identified as a gamer. I I played a lot of games. I spent a lot of time playing games. My whole family plays games, but we didn't like identify with it. It wasn't a part of our social interactions, I guess. So I had heard of Final Fantasy VII, but I had never actually played it. And then thinking about going back and playing an older game didn't really appeal to me when there's so many amazing new games coming out every year. Right. Uh, so since then, I since I got the audition, I did tons of research. I've watched lots of cutscenes, let's plays. I've read every article. I've seen every character breakdown. I've listened to the voice actors. So even though I hadn't actually played it when the bulk of the work was being done, I was still very, very aware of everything that goes on in there. And of course, I was around conversations of it all the time. Then uh, I started playing it. 
a few months ago. Okay. So I'm about in that playthrough. I think we met Aerith in the church and I think that's where we left off right about there. You are in for a ride. It's, it's still, still to this day. It's just such a such a classic game. Um, and what's really interesting is since you haven't played the or since you haven't finished the original yet, it'll be really interesting to see your reactions to how Aerith's uh, story arc plays out in the original game. Vice what you know now of of the role that you are kind of like you know the shoes that you're walking in. Yes. I think that's a really interesting contradiction. You know, it's it's sort of exactly inverse of how everyone else is experiencing remake because people play the original and then they get to play remake and see what's similar what's completely shot for shot the same versus what's really different about it i get to know remake that intimately and then go back and see the source material and have that experience of what's the same and what's different it's super interesting well, and it's it's really interesting too. Uh, and then I'll kick it over to somebody else. I know I'm I'm grabbing the mic a lot, but my son turns twelve on Saturday, uh, and he's getting he asked for Final Fantasy VII remake, and and I'm somebody like if you can't tell, I, I don't like Final Fantasy at all. Like no. I'm not a Final Fantasy guy. You're not. One I can't tell any Maybe. fucking details from your background, John. Absolutely, <laughs> well, whatever, man. Uh, but um, he asked for Final Fantasy VII remake, and what's interesting to me is that. This is going to be for him what the original Final Fantasy VII was to me, uh, and and it's going to be that way for a lot of 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 kids and teenagers uh, growing up now. And you are going to be a part of that, like forever, like like you are a part of their childhoods now. And I, I can't imagine how incredible, incredible, and and daunting that must feel. It is incredible. It it didn't become daunting when it when I first booked it. It became daunting. Somewhere in the middle of the work being done, when I started to come up against a lot of technical challenges, because it is a very technical process, it's very, it's very difficult and precise. And there were some days I was just so tired and I just thought, gosh, I can't do this. I, they picked the wrong person. And uh, I had to, you know, go home, cry it out and then say, but I'm here and I am going to be this character and I'm the only one that people in this lifetime are going to get lifetime. I say lifetime. I mean, I'm only the Aerith remake of this exactly. lifetime. Yeah. And um, I'm going to have to do it right because they, they, they deserve that. And so there were so many moments like that that were daunting, but I just had to overcome. And you knocked it out of the park. Like, Thank like, you. Seriously. <laughs> Thank I, you so much. I am so overwhelmed by how good this game is and by how well all the characters, not just Aerith, but how well all the characters are articulated. Finn. Oh, just side note. Uh, you, you brought up your son, but uh, Saki, our mascot. Uh, has our, never our mascot played... is a sock puppet. And oh, also okay. Finn's yeah. wife. It's both. And also and also yeah, Finn's yeah. wife. Yeah, that's yeah, an the important... Sock, the, the sock is not Finn's wife. Finn's wife puts the sock But Finn's her. wife is Don't the sock. my life. All right, anyway. <laughs> she's, she's never played the original, so she went into this game watching me play with no expectations. And I just thought you would appreciate knowing that every scene you're in, she just kind of like melts into a puddle and loves how it, uh, adorable. And she, she loves your character. You're her favorite thing to ever Aww. pop on screen. So I wanted to relay that information to you. Thank you. That means so much to me. 
so as a as a streamer slash influencer, how did you get your start in voice acting? You know, I before streaming was a part of my life, I was an actor, and I have done it all. I, it feels like I started in musical theater when I was in elementary school and did that all through to high school where I did straight theater. Then I went to NYU for theater and um, I just wanted to work in LA. I, I just wanted to make a living doing what I loved. That's what I told myself every minute of every day. That's what I told my agents. That's what I told anyone who would listen is that I want to make a living doing what I love and what I love is acting. And, um, I, I tried to get a voiceover agent. It didn't go well. And I tried to, you know, think about what it would be like to get a demo, but it was very expensive and I didn't know the right person to go to. So I started streaming as a way of being able to feel in control of my career because as an actor, you really rely on your agent and your manager and any other member of your team to book you work. And you can self-submit for the smaller stuff, but I had done that stuff my whole life. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to work for free anymore. There's so there's right. so many things out there with actors who will work for free. And I, I've, I paid my dues. There's nothing wrong with working for free to pay your dues. But I had done that for years and I was tired. So... Once I decided to stop taking unpaid work and, and super ultra, super low budget stuff, I, uh, I had a lot of free time on my hands <laughs> waiting for the, the bigger roles to come waiting, my way. Waiting for, that, waiting for that big break to fall through. Yes. Um, so I had a lot of free time. I started playing a lot of video games. And uh, after about six months, that surprising, this may surprise you, gets boring. Um, so I decided to start streaming as a way to have a creative outlet and um, uh, have a little bit of control over my career, you know, be in front of a camera as many times a day as I wanted to be, as often as I wanted to be with some control over what I was doing. And uh, that turned out to be a really good decision. Cut to voice acting. I get an email. Can you audition for this? I said yes. I didn't have a voiceover agent, didn't have a voiceover demo, like I said, was not prepared for this in any way, no experience, but the casting director found me through my agent, completely not knowing that I played video games on YouTube and Twitch. Oh, that's wild. Totally unrelated. I like to think that this role fell out of the sky and hit me on the head. It sounds like it did, actually. That's <laughs> that's that's wild. Yeah. Like, uh, and did you for know real. it was... Did you know it was for Aerith in Final Fantasy VII? I think yes. And if I didn't know right away, I knew early on because of my background in games. Even I don't remember if there were code words or if details weren't given. I'm sure everything was very hush-hush, but I knew. <laughs> Someone in chat said this opportunity crashed through a church roof. Yes! <laughs> exactly! <laughs> That's fantastic. It seriously did. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, you know, I'm doing all the talking. Somebody else has uh, somebody else has Brianna. You're doing a such a good then. job. Well, yeah, this no, is a question. Still, I don't want to bogart the mic. So like, this is a question about uh the actual process of the recording. I know you said with the stipulation that it has to be common knowledge, so please stop me if this is not. Sure. But 
how much of the process was uh like had to be kept to the script or how much of it were you able to inject of your own were you able to ad lib it all or add oh, your own flavor to any of the uh dialogue or was it all preordained ahead of time so technically this is a in the the english voice acting is a localization so it's all written in japanese first right so we don't get as as in me the actor i don't get freedom to ad lib okay i have to stick to what's in the script what the writer has ordained is exactly what they have decided to go with with the script everything in this process is so precise and so detailed and and tactical and purposeful and that's why you get the end result that you get uh because i didn't get to make any decisions <laughs> I, I would say that um yes I, I did my best to bring my artistic vision to it and maybe it's a testament to all my years of acting that that sort of happened subconsciously i i don't know but to me it felt like i was just lending my voice to uh, the director and writer's creative process. So I, I think, you know what, we can use that right there to lead into a question from the audience uh, from Twitter at Frank Ken Uh Did you get to see clips or pictures from the game when recording your lines? We kind of hit that uh, earlier a little bit. Yeah. Did we, did we, we already, did we already come that out a little on? bit? Yeah, it kind of okay. depends on the scene. Kind of none of it gotcha. probably okay. full, you know. Okay. Um, so, so I actually... Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so this is a question several people um, asked, and it was actually one I was planning on asking as well. Um, so for the recording process for this role, um, I know it varies a lot based off of, you know, what type of game you're doing and how they're capturing voice and stuff. Was it just like you in a recording booth alone or were you recording with the other actors? We recorded everything alone. And again, that speaks to how precise everything has to be. <clears throat> everything, all the dialogue has to be so clean so that everything can be, again, perfectly crafted. So there's no uh, rustling of papers or, you know, another person breathing somewhere in the sound file. Like that's, that's, it, it's so precise that it just didn't leave, it doesn't usually leave room for multiple people to be in the room. On the other hand, um, a lot of the times we get that question because people say, you know, it sounds like you're actually having a conversation. And I would say, yes, it does. And it should. And that is that is all part of the art. That is part of the sound design, the mixing, the actor and the director choosing the right takes. So all of that plays into every member of the team functioning at the highest level possible. That's awesome. That's really impressive in its own right that, you know, a bunch of people recording entirely separately can flow the way it does. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I I don't know if I could do that. It, it really <laughs> like, speaks I, I just, to I, the craft of, of actual voice acting. I think a lot of people think that if they had access to good quality production equipment and they have a good voice that they could be a voice actor. And it's so much harder than that because group reads are so rare um, you know, and, and it's, it's not about just having a pleasant sounding voice and being able to read the line. It's acting like, like you said, you got this role through your acting career because of your agent it had nothing to do with you being a, a Twitch personality or an influencer or anything like that. 
Um, you know, it, it really just does go to show how how much of a skill, a practiced skill it is. It's not, um, you know, something that people easily get into. So That's exactly right. Which makes and, it impressive because and... you, oh, you kill you. it. You kill it <laughs> yeah. there if you really do. So Thank you. There's a lot of... Um... There's a lot of moments in acting for TV and film when you maybe, if you're lucky, get to rehearse a scene with your scene partner. But sometimes when they're doing coverage, it's if it's a close-up, you don't have your scene partner on the other side of the camera. You just have to act like they're there. And so acting just at its core is living realistically under imaginary circumstances. And if you can't do that in your heart and in your brain, it's not going to come out through your voice. And so a lot of people have been asking me, you know, what advice do you have for voice actors? I got to bring it back to that every single time. So that brings me to my next question. Uh, What advice do you have for voice actors? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i gotta bring it back to this yeah. every single time uh acting is voice or voice acting is acting yeah, yeah. and then Absolutely. on the other side of the coin if i can become a voice actor with no nothing but acting then you can do it too you hear that thing assuming you, you have either acting credits or uh, a history of theater hey you gotta start somewhere though <laughs> hey. you know don't Everybody starts somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, I've got a question from uh, at Hardamicia, uh Natalie, who's actually in chat. Uh, oh. Do you like the idea of Cloud and Aerith or Cloud and Tifa? Oh, that's really tough. Um, and I, I know without... you, you might be biased. Well, yes, of course, I'm biased. <laughs> it, it's so tough because I've heard with my role being what it is, a lot of the arguments for and against all of the ships. <laughs> I, I, I have not expected to be at the crux of this argument, but here we are. Um, you know, you have this whole thing about, you know, Cloud and Tifa being childhood friends and do their personalities mesh really well together? I think we can all agree, yes. Then you come over to Cloud and Aerith who, because of Aerith being who she is, there's this sort of star-crossed, you know, bigger-than-me, otherworldly fate kind of situation going on. But then there's also the history if you bring in a certain other character into Aerith's backstory. And once you know about that, it kind of uh, does alter the relationship between her and Cloud. And, And to some, it seems a little perverse, whereas to some, it seems a little bit like honoring that person. So... Uh, it, there's there's so much there, and I think the only true answer is 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 it's what you want. So something something interesting that she just said in in uh, in chat was, and this is from Natalie who asked the question. Uh, I think Aerith has an emotional vulner- vulnerability that makes Cloud a better person. I I, I I never really looked at it that way before. That's interesting. Yeah, that uh, is interesting because I see Tifa as very vulnerable as well. I do. I, I, Even I, though I, I she has yeah. that, that very tough uh, physicality, she is by far the more gentle heart. Well, uh, but I can't even say that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, mm, I don't know. like <laughs> because, because Aerith has the playfulness and she'll poke and prod and tease. And, and Tifa doesn't have that side of her. 
And so you can call it gentle or you could call it introverted. It's tough, but but it is up for debate. And I think there is no definitive answer. I think it's made that way. You know, I think it's I think it's written for the player to decide who they like better because it's an RPG in that way. It's built what, that way. What what really what I, I something that I, I really love from the game is the way that uh, Cloud and Aerith kind of bounce off of each other and um, kind of change their character traits and expand their character traits throughout the game. You know, Cloud starts off as very stoic, very cold, and very distanced, uh, and Aerith starts out as you know she's you know she's lived in a you know she came from a lab and she's lived under a metal sky uh, her entire life and um and she's very uh, she's very innocent she's very you know very bubbly and cloud really helps bring out that that strength in her and helps her kind of accept the things that are going to happen to her and in turn she kind of helps cloud um you know soften that facade that he's got up a little bit and uh, I, I've, that's something that I really love about the original game is the way those two characters bring out the best of their uh, of their character traits. Uh, and you see that evolve over the course of the game. Of course. And and that's that's got to happen. Otherwise, why would these characters be in this story? As far as how a narrative is crafted, you have to have that exist that way. And so I think one of the, one of the st- people who feel very strongly about Cloud and Aerith together like you're saying, I think it's because Aerith is so dramatically intertwined with the story. And so if you ask yourself, you know, is Aerith changing Cloud or is Cloud changing by nature of going through this ordeal, going through the story, progressing through the story, because that's what a character should do. That's what should happen to a protagonist. It's up for debate. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's, you can it's, play oh, devil's advocate on this side, oh, and this side, and this side, and this side forever, oh, and they have for trust twenty-three me, years. It's, it's up for debate. It is. It is definitely <laughs> up for debate <laughs> for all. And so, we lost them. Um, uh, from uh, oh, no, so uh, I'm here. Here's a, a question, pulling it away from the the era side and bringing it more to you as a person. We have a question from at Adam Bankhurst. When you found out that you actually had secured your role as Aerith, who was the first person you called in contact and told about it? Well, I didn't tell anyone while I was under NDA, of course. Okay, well, after that. (laughs) Of course, right? It had to happen tonight. I think, of course, the first person I must have told was my brother. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, and I'm very, I'm very close with my brother. He's one of my best friends and he plays video games, but he doesn't play these kind of video games. So he plays like, um, CSGO and, uh, you know, the shooty games. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Shooty bang, shooty bang games. Yeah. The, the shooty games. And, uh, so when I told him, I was like, Hey, Adam, do you know of a little thing called Final Fantasy? He's like, (laughs) he's like, I've heard of it. And I'm like, then this isn't going to mean much to you. (laughs) Uh, He was very excited for me once I explained to him how iconic this character is. But uh, yeah, he didn't really get it as far as my whole, my whole family was like that. I just recently, I got some news that, uh, well, 
Square Enix posted on on social media that Final Fantasy VII Remake sold 3.5 million copies in the first three days. And that's with supply, like physical supply, very constrained. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So, and I, I I would guess by the way they phrased it, it might include pre-orders. So, whatever that means, 3.5 million numbers is a big number, right? So I was kind of told that uh, my grandma, who doesn't know anything about video games, of course, she didn't really know what a big deal I was involved in until she was told, you know, they sold 3.5 million copies in three days. And she was like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That is a big deal. I oh, get it now. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> I'm just picturing you going like, I got Aerith. And they go, that's cool. What would you like for dinner? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's the same thing I told my wife. And I was like, oh, my God, Final Fantasy VII Remake comes out tonight. She's like, that's great. <laughs> He's like, that's really fantastic. I don't. <laughs> I do think it's funny how people underestimate how how big gaming is as a as a hobby and as a passion and as a, a media outlet for people. Because I think people outside of gaming don't realize how big gaming is. They still see it as like a niche cult thing. And then I think a lot of people who do play a lot of video games still want to think of it, or still do think of it as this niche cult thing when. You know, three three point five three point however many million copies in three days doesn't happen in uh, in a niche hobby. Like I this agree. is something that hit and a lot of people, um, you know, in their childhood, and they're now rushing to re-experience that. And I think what's amazing as well is a lot of games are niche, but this one's not. And part of that is because of its of its transcendence over time brings it back to a, a point when it didn't exist like that. So, so anybody could play final fantasy seven. There wasn't, it, there was this middle period somewhere within this 23 years where it became an identity, but back then it, it wasn't as much. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, so like I came into final fantasy, you know, well before seven, but seven was really the game that, drew people into to jrpgs period uh, because nobody had mm -hmm. like from a visual and scope and story standpoint like you know nobody had ever seen anything like it and um you know i mean final fantasy 7 is synonymous with the playstation era you know like you think of playstation one of the games that comes to mind for most people is final fantasy 7 it feels uh, weird to think about it but yeah final fantasy 7 was the game that made the genre cool it, it, it was the game that brought in all the people that previously would ignore the entire genre. Yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. No, like it got like, oh, I was in high school and it got people who weren't interested in RPGs into RPGs um, because visually it looked cool. You know, and they're like, oh, I want something that looks really visually cool on my PlayStation. But then once, once they get drawn into the story, you know, they're like, oh, maybe JRPGs are really cool. Maybe I should play more of those. Um, Come for uh, the giant swords, stay for the heartfelt emotion. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Who asked the last question? Was that Derek? I think it's Technically, Justin. Is it Justin? One. Go ahead. No, Justin has uh, one. So, yeah, oh, so um, this one was asked by uh, Lizzie Garcia, a friend of the show. Um, and she was just um, wondering, what do you hope fans take away from the remake? That's a good one. I have thought a lot about the pros and cons, or it is what it is, of Final Fantasy VII Remake coming out during the worldwide coronavirus crisis. Mm. Of course, we just earlier touched on the fact that physical copies 
were delayed because of shipping. And then in response to that, we got them out early to yep. some countries who got them earlier. And then there were spoilers and it felt like everything was on fire for a little bit. It really did. And now that everyone has, I hope, I hope everyone's gotten access to the game by now. It's been out for a little over a week. A week. A so, yeah. A Just about bit. two weeks. Almost two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Officially launched for almost two weeks. What I'd like is for this game to bring that sense of adventure to people. Because at, at its core, the story of Final Fantasy VII is an adventure game. You are you have a protagonist, you have an antagonist, and there are lots of different layers of that. There are some gray areas. And at the end of the day, you have to overcome your obstacles. And you have to always have faith and hope that everything's going to work out for the better if you just keep pushing forward. And that is a message that comes through again and again and again in the game over so many obstacles, over so many emotional moments between so many different characters. You know, Aerith's core is hope, but look at Barrett. You know, Barrett has passion for years. He's mad. He's he, real he's mad. passion incarnate. And part of that is his love. You know, that passion is is for his love for the planet and his love for for giving Marlene a future. So he keeps pushing forward no matter what. You know, even though, you know, things don't go as planned, we're going to keep pushing forward. There ain't no stopping this train we're on. Yeah. Right? Hell yeah. Exactly. So I would say that what I love for people to, to take away from the game is an inner strength that allows them to push forward when things are hard. That's perfect. There and, is... And and you know this is There's, this game was uh, go ahead i'm sorry no. there is so much in this game that like i realized was so um like important to this part in time even for a story rooted in 20 years ago um just there's so many things that are still um relevant to the world if not even more relevant mm -hmm. um both in characterization thematically politically um and it it really really touched me um, the game could be so poignant, even um, taking it over 20 years <laughs> um, into the future. Um, there was some stuff that really, really struck with me um, that didn't, you know, when I played the original, um, maybe it went over my head because I was pretty young when I played it originally. Um, it was the first game I ever finished beginning to end by myself. Wow. So it's a very special game to me. Um, but there was so many things... Um, that I realized it, <laughs> that, that I realized with my worldview and like how I write and what I think about things can be traced back to Final Fantasy VII. So it was really cool to see um, through that lens and it meant a whole lot to me. Um, I think everything you said um, su sums it up really well, but there was so much about this game that really, really hit. And I think it's really important at this point in time. Yeah, this is, this is exactly what I needed right now. I haven't been to work in a month. And, um, and, and I just been sitting here and, uh, and, and so, yeah, this, I mean, you know, like, obviously I want the world to get back to normal, but this game came along pretty much when exactly when I needed it. I think that's true for probably just about everybody that played it, loved it, to be honest with you. 
another question uh, from at Blackstones. Uh, what are your thoughts on expanding the Tifa Aerith relationship? Because in the original game, um, you know, they were friendly with each other, but in, in, in the remake, they're really chummy. Like they are <laughs> super close and they're high-fiving each other. And, uh, and so with your knowledge of, of the relationship in the first game, looking at how that has been expanded, like, like what, is, what is your opinion on that? My opinion is, why wasn't it like that in the original game? <laughs> I well, I think like I, I think honestly, I think uh, I think there's that rivalry there, you know, like a, a kind of like a rivalry for Cloud's affections. Um, sure, and that's a very '90s character. It really is yeah. trope. It's it fine. Really I get it. Everything exists in the period that it was made in and consumed in. I get it. But we have evolved, I would hope, over the past 23 years. And we don't just, we know that not just guys play video games. And the thing about a video game is you become the protagonist. You are Cloud. You're the player. So having, you know, all the characters just fawn over this guy and then hate each other doesn't really fit anymore um because now women who play the game also then don't just identify with cloud they also then identify with Aerith and tifa and so those characters can't be just there to please cloud they have to be there as their own full versions of people and characters and realistically Aerith would not be petty and and Tifa wouldn't either. They are fighting a a major battle here. Like like Cloud's affections <laughs> are not going to be what they're petty over. Although <laughs> oh, no, Shin was attacking, but what if he doesn't like me? I feel like without getting into spoilers, there are a lot of things from the original game. While you know, it's a it's still it's a timeless game but there are a lot of things that are products of that era that you know not just the relationship between uh, you know tifa and and Aerith, but also other things that are coming in later chapters that i think were handled uh you know with a with a more modern stance in mind as we have evolved as a society thankfully uh and so and and because a lot of those elements from the original game would not have played out well today um yes. And uh, and I think you know what I'm talking about. And uh, yes. and yeah. And and uh, and I, I for one am very very thankful at the changes that Square Enix has made uh, to be more inclusive. Uh, uh, I, I I think that's a I think that's a wonderful thing, Finn. So uh, I've I've just been making sure we keep on track of time for our guests. So I wanted to before we as we wind down, we have a, a bevy of a more how you would call them lighthearted questions for you oh, that I know favorite. our fans would love to hear from you. <laughs> uh, the first one is uh, is popcorn a dessert? And that is from Yosemite Blam. Do you consider popcorn a dessert? <laughs> the eternal battle on this podcast. This is this has been a raging battle on our Discord. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay, my Discord gets into a lot of unpopular food, too, so... Nobody give her any hints. They, okay, so here's my take. For Christmas this year, my dad gave me, like, cinnamon roll-flavored popcorn. 
And I would say that's a dessert because it is packed with sugar. Hmm. And just because it is a grain doesn't mean if you pack it with sugar, it's not a dessert. <laughs> but if you just take a pack of popcorn and microwave it, it it's, it's not, not dessert. dessert. It's not it's dessert. Not dessert. I mean, it's not dessert. There you go. It's I not, feel like yeah. a dessert is yeah. just a snack with a specific appointment. Yeah, Aaron said that popcorn is not dessert. That is canon now. No, no, <laughs> she said specific. Can be. Some, it's like all rectangles, all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. Some dessert. Some it's the law. I'm sorry. It's the law. Oh, it's, however, springboarding <laughs> off that question, I have to ask because our traditional SDGC interview question is also dessert related. Oh, and God, I would be remiss if I did not ask this. In your heart of hearts, if you have to choose cake or pie. Oh, cake. Okay, well, that, that, that's a good answer. That's a good answer to that. Cake, cake is. I'm not. That I'm was the I'm, fastest anybody has answered no, that question. By oh, the way, usually like pe people like mull it over and like get really nervous about it. Or, that was the fastest. Or at least they just get confused as to why the fuck they were asked about cake and pie <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the middle yeah. of the PAX show floor. <laughs> like, after a year, after just a get rid of pie. Mm -mm. I agree. Bro, pie is too No, no, we were having such a nice time. <laughs> pie is bad. Cake, especially cake with a little ice cream in the middle, like some Neapolitan ice cream and like a nice vanilla frosting and like some of those like big frosted flowers. Some of the big frosted flowers Hours, you can cut them. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Cake is the best, dude. Yeah, what, we're just what other... gonna lose pie there. Yeah, Here's pie. what gets me about the pie: it's the crust. I can't do the pie crust. It's always too dry for me. The only exception I think is if if you've ever had a really nice gingerbread crust on a pie, that's not bad. Yeah. That's not Finn bad. will always bring up pizza one... on the pie side, and I do gotta yeah, give him that. There's always but... one thing. Because for pie, it's the crust is usually its downfall. But for me, cake is the icing. A bad icing will ruin a cake. That's Choo -choo. true, but every pie has crust. <laughs> and cake has lots of different frostings. You know what? I'll, I'll give it to you. We've got a uh, we got another silly question from Dio. We'll try to squeeze one or two more in here. Uh, uh, at Dio MF, who's actually one of our chat mods, how did it feel to say shit as Aerith? <laughs> I thought you were going to give a spoiler warning. <laughs> um, it happens right at the beginning. Okay, so <laughs> when I found out that that was in the script, my immediate thought, I went full five-year-old and I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just got so excited. <laughs> Because everyone's favorite innocent little flower girl is gonna cuss, and then uh, <laughs> I was I almost, really excited for it. Innocence doesn't have to mean PG. Her. Purity of soul <laughs> does not have to mean, you know, that you are forbidden and from a little. Fun. I agree with you. I do. I <laughs> think curse words are on board for good people. It's fine, but not everyone agrees. Yeah. Crossing little and, uh, to do there. We've got, uh, so one more question. Uh, we'll ask one last one. Uh, it's from uh, at A Straw, uh, Aiden Strahan, who is a, a good friend of the podcast, a freelance journalist at IGN and other places. Um, ask Brianna if she will say the F word is Aerith. Now, you don't have to do this. 
You don't have I, to do this. I can't do it as Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Where you used to be a little mad at yeah, me. I, that's got, yeah, that's what I figured. That's what I figured. I just, you know, I just, I, I didn't figure you'd be actually Can you it, tell I, John in your own voice to fuck off? Uh, oh, yeah, you can geez. go fuck off. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That made my There night. we go. Oh, Aiden, Aiden they will be very happy now. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, thanks. Thanks for that. Appreciate that. Uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, I think that's a, that's the, that is the perfect way what to. What a good send perfect, off, right? Yeah, that's a perfect right. way to send it off. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I know somebody in chat is gonna is gonna clip that, throw it all over Twitter. Right? I know. I it mean, already. I mean, that's usually our yeah. sign off. So that's pretty a much. pretty good yeah. one. Great. Pretty much. Awesome. Uh, Brianna, thank you so much for joining us. I know you've got a super busy schedule, uh, and just the fact that you took uh, forty five minutes out to to talk to a small podcast like us uh, really really means a lot. We won't forget it. I can tell uh, you guys are a group of good guys. So we, tr I'm we, happy. we try. We try. And, uh, okay. and and we really appreciate your time and thank you so much. Good luck. Good luck for uh, anything you do in the future. I think you've got thank a bright you. future in the voice acting uh, gig here in the industry. Here's open. Yeah. You're right. I, I, That's I, how I feel. Well, you know, I, I, I just I don't think there's anything to hope for. I just I think it's going to happen. And I'm very much looking thank forward you. to seeing where the winds blow you next. She rolls up to the next interview and be like, I'm sorry, do you not know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> Let them know that you were on SDGC. You They'll were, in, you you were in Final like, Fantasy okay, VII. Okay. Everybody you, knows us. Right, yeah. I'm going to drop you guys. Thank, thank you so much. Thank Have you so much. This pleasure. meant the world to us. Thanks for having me and enjoy the rest of your stream. And thank you to everyone who's been watching. Thank you so and much. And listening. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. And that now you're awesome. stuck with us. Yeah. It's all downhill. It's all downhill. Wait, wait, where's here, everyone baby? going? Like, come back. Come now back. I can switch. Like, now, yeah, that was that was fucking cool. Everybody in chat, did you fucking enjoy that? That was great. Yeah, that was yeah thank you so stuff. much for Fantastic. joining us for that. That was oh, was, of oh, this is super course, cool. Of course, Natalie's gonna leave now. Now that now that <laughs> yeah. like it's time to, it's time to get out of here. Okay, so I know we had Arathon, but I know you also really want to know what we've been playing this week. Yeah, yeah. this is a bad idea because now nobody gives a shit. So, so real I, talk I, before wait. we even do this, real quick, can I say we because it's been hard to contact and really stay in deep touch with. Brianna, because she's been very, very busy. Um, we didn't really work out the time constraint in advance. Yeah, I so had to, yeah, yeah. So we had an hour that. and a half worth of her ready, and we have no topics. So, 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 let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. We got a review code for Trials of Mana. We got it late, you know, but you know, we got it the day of embargo, but we got it. So I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing Trials of Mana on PS4 for I don't know. Uh, I played it all. I played it until late in the night last night. I've been playing it all day today, trying to grind that review out. And I'll tell you right now, it is some of the absolute worst voice acting. <laughs> While we're on the topic of voice acting, like I know Justin and Finn and Derek have all seen the stuff that I've been recording and throwing in the DM. Like it's, I, I cannot begin to describe to you how bad the, yes. Uh, yes John, do you mean you have problems off. with the voice acting? Oh my god. No, you, know what, actually, you don't mean to John tell me there was a specific character me. that gives you problems, is there? No, no, no. no. Dude, Dude, Derek, I... you had, John has inspired me. I when I get the game on Friday and after I'm done with uh my my current game of High Cross S4, the greatest game of this or any generation, um, I am going to play Trials of Mana, turn voice acting off, and read 
all of the, that character's lines, but in a really deep, like, uber manly voice. I'm very Good. excited. Are you still going to replace all the R's and L's with W's like Charlotte? Of course does? I am. Of course I am. <laughs> I mean, that's that sounds like a good idea, Finn. Exactly. I'm wee 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 sorry. Perhaps like, what you should do is grab the west of the Swift. <laughs> well, <laughs> then you're going to sound Derek, like Elma Fudd. Derek, do the solid snake voice, but replace the R's and L's yes. with W's. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm trying to sneak it in a compound. <laughs> but my the ass compound. is dummy thick. <laughs> <laughs> and the clapping of my ass keeps alerting the gods. I can't even. I'm laughing too much. We we made it three minutes without the guest before going off the rails. Do you guys have any idea how hard oh my God, God, really? how fucking nervous I was during that shit? I was, I was holding the bullshit in. Fucking nailed it. He said Derek doing that voice sounds like Homestar Runner. <laughs> oh no. Holy well, this shit. is this is a little more like Homestar Warner. <laughs> you gotta have a little bit more like this, guys. <laughs> no, but, but, but really, like, I'm really like, happy started... to be on your podcast, friends. <laughs> I started the fucking game, and I got to the point where you, uh, I picked Charlotte because she's the only dedicated healer in the whole game, and. I got to the part where, like, her ooh speak is bad enough in, in the Super Nintendo version, right? Yeah, I played, like, yeah. 75 hours of that game. She opened her mouth and talked, and I immediately turned the fucking game off, restarted it, and took a different character. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, there's no fucking way I am doing 20-plus hours of that. So, there's no fucking so way. So how far did you get into the game again before uh, you um had to deal with that? Stop, Derek, <laughs> stop it. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I, I, aside from that, so far, look, like the voice acting is really bad. I'm not. I'm not gonna fucking. I'm, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Like the voice acting is some of the worst I've ever heard in the entire video game industry. Having said that, the game itself is really good so far. The combat's really good. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a decent looking game. Uh, there's some weird texture pop in happening, and some of the some of them look a little. It's. It's it's a budget game. It's forty nine ninety nine, and it definitely shows in that's places. That's not budget, y'all. That's um, not budget. Well, I mean, it's 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 not a full price game. <laughs> yeah, but ten dollars um, off ain't budget. Hey, man, hey dude, dude, not dude, to me. Off, hey, dude, forty nine ninety nine in this economy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but you know, like it's it's good. Um, it's I still I, I can tell you right now, I about maybe twelve hours in, I still prefer the Super Nintendo version because you know you can't beat that. I mean, it's some of the best pixel art. Uh, ever uh, in Trials of Mana. Uh, so, and I feel like a lot of that charm is lost in the remake uh, because it just looks like a, a a less visually pleasing Dragon Quest game. You remember how I made sense? you play the the remake of the first Neptunia game? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, br I bring this I've up. I tried to forget it. Because Trials of Mana doesn't look really much better than that. Like, there's really a point where... 3D anime replicating graphics are just, you know, it looks budget, you know, and unless you put thing. real like Bamco money into it and Square Enix ain't going to put Bamco money into an anime looking game. Yeah, I think game. it would have worked better if they if they pulled off more of a Tails uh, aesthetic and gone like a cell shading animated looking route uh, instead of yeah, but the, the weird -shading, yeah. three... I don't. I don't know. I'm just. Saying, I don't think uh, so. So I. I think aesthetically, it still looks good. It's just the art style that they used to convey that aesthetic. Didn't well, like Dragon so, Quest nails it though. Like it does. 
Hmm. So I'll say this, like, like, you, you know what my pervading thought today while I was playing the game was, is I think, I think mana, like I would love one. I, I personally, I don't think trials mana needed a remake. I would have rather just had a new mana game. Um, Aren't we getting I, one anyway? I, I, there's no, there's been no indication of that. Um, I, I think, I think the mana series works best in 2d. I really, really do. Like Legend of Mana, if anybody has ever played Legend of Mana on PS1, that's still to this day one of the most beautiful games ever. Which is the one that never um, came to the US? That it, I mean, you know, it was I mean it was Seiken Dead Setsu 3. It was Trials of Mana. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's what Trials of Mana. Yeah, is. yeah, we're getting it. We got it last year for the first time. Um and uh, localized Bahamut Lagoon Square. And uh but honestly, like I, I, I would love for a mana renaissance. I just I, I I, I think this this is a series that works best in 2D. I really, really do. Um, uh, you know, I mean, the combat is good. Um, it's very, very, it's far more action-oriented than anything that has come before in the Mana series. I mean, it's it's an action RPG now. Like, I mean, let's just call it what it is. Uh, and there are definitely quality of life improvements. Like in the original Super Nintendo game, you could only hold nine of each item. And in this, I, like, you know, that, that limitation has gone away. Um, but man, that voice acting just really pulls you out of it sometimes. That's like it, it just—it really. And, oh, and and so there's one more. <laughs> there's one more thing. Some of those. Some of the. Some of the. We're talking about the character are, designs. Yes, thank you. So hypersexualized that, like, like, I like. So like Angela, right? Like Angela is your is your your dedicated. Is that the girl that comes from the Arctic? Locale? Right, and she's running around in a one piece bikini with extremely low cut cleavage and everything is jiggling and i'm like you're in the she's in the arctic why is she wearing that and uh and and so it, it's one thing to see like old character art from 1996 it's another it it, it it it's another thing to see this like like i just like me and the, you were talking about the, this you know what it is john go ahead because we discussed this briefly in chat is it's the it's the the weird cognitive dissonance that both of these are remakes from square enix but then you look at the care that final fantasy 7 got and then you look at trials of mana and final fantasy 7 changed its problematic of like aspects it evolved it grew as a game and trials of mana is, was just like a one-to-one -one, yeah. and in some ways lessened itself because of that and it's just weird like even down to the voice acting like there's just such a a, a gulf of quality between the two and it's weird that they're from the same company they're from the same they're they're both storied rpg franchises but one uh is is the red-headed stepchild and one is the favorite firstborn it's 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 weird because they are both square enix games that released within a month of each other they're both remakes and they're both wildly divergent in quality well, I I think I, I think these changes are like or like the things that I don't like about Trials of Mana are made even greater by the fact that I just got done playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, which has yeah. superlative voice acting and incredible combat system. I um, need to break down and get FF Seven Remake, don't I? You really like, do. I don't know. Yeah, how I've been holding out. Good. I've been holding out for the PC version because we know it's coming, and well, you yeah, know, know I'm just gonna buy it again on PC when it hits. 2021. Do you really <laughs> want to wait that long? I'm trying to, but my will is already really weak. Don't do it. Derek, I mean, it, it's it, been it, two weeks. Like, so, you have so, 50 more. <laughs> it is literally... It is it is, uh, it, it is. It is. now my second favorite Final Fantasy game because nothing's ever going to surpass six for me for personal reasons. But 
but it is my second favorite Final Fantasy game. It it, it is, it, dude. It's it, it's incredible. I, I I the only reason I stopped my second playthrough is to is to play my you know play Trials of Mana so I can review it. Um, but uh, but man, oh man, it, it is such a special fucking game, dude. Like, I mean, I mean, I. I Square Enix, by by the law of averages, should not have nailed it the way they did. Like I, I mean, they really shouldn't have, uh, but they totally did. And honestly, playing playing Trials of Mana, we're really lucky that they did nail it. Yeah, the way that they did. Well, because I got, after oh. FF15, I was surprised that FF7 remake was as good as it was, which is not uh-huh. attacking Do FF15. Not 15 I'm not presence, attacking FF15. I like FF15, um, but I have frequently likened the combat system to your controller dissociating from the game. Um, because yeah. button inputs do not fucking line up with attacks. Like it, it is not like an action game versus just from the demo alone that we played at PAX. Um, it was so clear how much tighter and more like direct input to outcome FF seven remakes combat system is, um, like it well, plays like a had that had that weird just like hold to attack right sort of maybe like you could mash you could hold it doesn't matter the game doesn't give a shit whatever man um but like i and i say i mean this is the biggest possible endorsement i can make ff7 remake has that like really good licensed playstation 2 game combat going down before you count in yeah. the the ATB system, you know what I mean. Like you remember I those do, Lord right? of the Rings games that came out on PlayStation Two? Like oh god, that. I remember those. The yeah, turn based. They game? were no the, no, the no, action. Not the, the turn based. Not the turn based. The actual. Uh, yeah. Oh the oh I know what you. Yeah. Okay right no. Oh, the, the so that's what I mean. Based on the movie. It's decent combat even outside of the ATB system. Like it's it's very snappy. And, and there's good feedback, and it feels good, and I want to play it, and I've got to be real with you all. All of the fucking hilarious and, and flirty screen caps and GIFs and videos I keep seeing are breaking me down even further, because I know... Derek, that- mm-hmm. Derek, I need to see your live reactions to Chapter 9 and... Final yes. Fantasy VII yes, remake. I yes, I do. Yes, I do. I don't think I can stream FF7 remake. I think that would be No, you can. You can. You know what? You know you what? You just can't stream the last How chapter. how long is yeah. the game? How long is the game? 30ish hours if you just play with well, two I mean, new game plus. It, it, so I did all the side quests and my first playthrough took me 43 So hours. I t- I tell you what. I I'm going to commit here. Okay, when I'm <laughs> done with Control, which is my current Friday stream game, um which you can catch me on Twitch at Derek of the Dykes. Um, Hi. I, uh, it gets mirrored here on SDGC. I've got it set that you all rebroadcast me, <laughs> and you can't stop me from doing that because I'm the only one who knows how to fuck around with Twitch settings. <laughs> but um, but I I will do FF7 remake after Control. Um, fuck, I need to do it. Those are two good games. Those are two good games. I actually thought of Derek during Chapter Nine, that pivotal scene. Is this yeah, the Honey BN scene? Is this the yes. Honey BN chapter? Yes, but no, yes. Derek. Yes. There's a particular Derek. There's a particular gameplay mechanic yep. that, and character and character and character that, that is very that, much, very much up your alley. Yes, yes. It's Derek B. <laughs> no, it absolutely a hundred a hundred percent. Now that Justin has said that, I need it. Everybody in chat needs to pressure Derek. Am I allowed? On it, will it? Will it? Will to, it? Will it? Um, push me to. Turn the big the big gay horny energy up yep. to five yep. percent. 
Oh yeah. God, yeah. yes. Oh yeah. Mm. No, no, that's hard. no, dude, dude. That's dude, hard. I'm never horny on main. Yeah. I don't do it, dude. That shit Derek. is going to 100 percent. No, no, no. Let's be I can't let leaves 100. percent It's not allowed. Derek, it's going to seven percent. Ooh. Ooh. I see. You. Don't don't encourage this shit, guys. <laughs> Whoa. What are you doing? What are you? Why why are you doing this to me? FF seven. Fucking. Uh, so, um, has anybody played? Uh, uh, kind of moving away from Final Fantasy. Has anybody? Peachy. <laughs> Brittany says, "I want an emote." And and uh, an emote of that face. I almost said emote. <laughs> I want an Fair. emote of that. That's face. enough footage right there that I just did for somebody yeah. to cap it. <laughs> Somebody's gonna cap that shit and throw it in the uh, throw it in the Discord. Has anybody played the uh, the new? Uh, the new uh, Super Mario Mar uh, Super Mario Maker Two patch, where you could play, uh, you can make your own worlds and stuff. You can make your own world maps, and I really want to play that, but I've got to finish Trials of Mana first. Like, and like, <clears throat> it sounds like I'm dumping on Trials of Mana. I'm really not. It's a good game. It's, it's just weird playing it after something as polished and 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 well put together as Final Fantasy VII Remake. Exactly. I mean, that's I feel. The thing. I mean, the, the clips you've shown of like the voice acting have been rough. You know, and I'm sure the combat system's good, but like it looks a little rough. It 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 does not oh, feel. I, it feels like it should be like a thirty nine ninety nine kind of title. Like it I feels sent, I sent some of those clips to Dio and Dio and Chat. If you can confirm, it's as bad as as I've been saying it is. You know what it like, is. Here's what I'll say: Trials of Mana, the remake, seems to have the energy of like a handheld game that got remastered for yeah. A home console, you know, like like the, a PSP game or that, a Vita game that got yeah. re something like like um like Final Final Fantasy Type Zero or like it's got that kind of very handheld but remastered energy to it. You know, I'm really surprised that hasn't come to Switch. To be perfectly honest with you, Type Zero, it would look so much better on a handheld screen than it did on my PS4. So yeah. I originally bought that game for the 15 demo a few years ago. You remember that? So yeah. did we all. Yeah, yeah, that's why everybody bought the fucking game. And I remember thinking to myself, man, this is one ugly-ass fucking game because it, was, it started off as a Vita game. It was the modern-day uh, Zone of the Enders for Metal Gear Solid 2 or uh, right. Crackdown for <laughs> Halo 3. Yes. So uh, uh, somebody in chat asked, uh, I I should... So basically, I should grab Collection of Mana sometime and play the original with a new look? Yes, you absolutely should. Trials of Mana for Super Nintendo is an absolute fucking classic. Concurred. Uh, and I, like, you know, I put 75 hours into that game. There's three different final bosses. There, depending on who you pick, there's three different endings. Um, and it's got some of the most gorgeous pixel art of that era. It's probably the best looking Super Nintendo game. Dude. Better than Bahamut Lagoon? Better than Bahamut Lagoon. Bahamut Lagoon. No, it's, Bahamut it's better than like... <laughs> um, have I, did I tell you about when I tried to play Bahamut Lagoon on an emulator? No, you didn't. Okay, so this was back in, like, it was either junior high or beginning of high school. It was, like, right around midterms. Um, I I had my midterms, like, the first day, and then everything else was a bunch of essays. So I just basically had, like, a week off from, from classes. So I was just downloading a bunch of um, Super NES games on ROMs, and that's how I played, like, uh, Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI and stuff for the first time. But I grabbed Bahamut's wow, Lagoon, too. And... 
that game, I, I had downloaded it with a uh, like a fan translation that just yeah. made everybody swear like crazy. It was a oh, very I edgy. I know it was the weirdest, weirdest thing. <laughs> like it felt so out of place and like try hard edgy. <laughs> like, that is not the way you want to play that. Game. Yeah, no, I, I I did I stopped playing. Bahama Lagoon. Is there like, a different I, fan I, translation? Because the only way I've ever played it is with that super edgy, you know. Yeah. I I, I don't I I played it about, about six months ago for the first time on my Vita because you know I, I hacked my Vita and uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it fucking, I'm gonna but, lay uh, down the law here. There are a lot of games that it's impossible to officially support yeah, the developers. Yeah. And frankly, if you give a shit about emulation of those games, you're a cop. Yeah, maybe or, or maybe this. Maybe we should just get more serious about games preservation. That would be good because if people had, if I had the ability to buy the Fire Emblem Radiant Collection on the Switch, I wouldn't have to emulate them. I could give Nintendo money. I would love to. I would. Lo I would love to give Nintendo money for a properly localized. Derek, what are you doing? <laughs> that was Nintendo. <laughs> that was intense. That was real intense. No, I've I had would a lot love, of wine tonight, y'all. I would. I would love. No, a drunk Derek on Thursday nights is good. Yeah. I would love to give Nintendo money for an, an honest to goodness localization of Mother Three, for example. I would love to do this. I would love to give. You know what? You know what? I would love to give a Nintendo money for fucking Chrono Trigger on Switch. I'd and love I to give Square that. Enix money. I go money. as far as to say I would pay a decent amount of money for even just a subscription service that had a proper collection of retro yes. games. You mean like instead perhaps of perhaps just... like a virtual console? <laughs> or or okay. just or just whatever they have now, just <laughs> actually with games with instead games, of like... here. Here's some. Here's some. <laughs> What was the, the last time they updated it? Was it like was some like some boat four race game. <laughs> yeah, like some boat race game that I've never heard of. Uh, and, bro, and, uh, bro, hold up. Boat race ninety three. Do not shit boat talk race boat race ninety three. So 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 uh, eliminator okay. boat duel. That's what it's called. Eliminator boat duel. So, that sounds so way more hardcore than it probably consider is. This I think so. So we got Super Nintendo games last September. There have was been was that the it, last time no, we yeah, have so, Super so, Nintendo games? No, so Super Nintendo games came to Switch last September. Oh, okay, right, that's when Super Nintendo Online. Yeah, so yeah, last September. It is now the after the. It is we're getting near the end of April. It's almost May. We have had, I believe, three new Super Nintendo games in that time. It's it's, it's insane. I don't understand it. Little, like I like, don't get it. It's wild like, to me. The only yeah. game Nintendo seems very passionate about preserving is fucking Urban Champion. Urban because Champion. That game, that that game, you could get it on the Game Boy Advance slide card e-reader thing. Yep. Like every single time there's <laughs> NES game, Urban Champion right there. Always. So, and what's crazy is that it's not even like Nintendo has burned through their entire staple of classics, and now they're just like divvying out the, the, the rest, it's we haven't even got so many staples. The pace of this SNES drip feed has made the Wii uh, virtual console look like a deluge. It's It's been remarkable to see them falter. It's the Super Nintendo, guys. You've re-released these games 
almost as many times. They're not worth out. anything. A lot of people are playing them yeah. for free anyway. Yeah. Like, and there's a lot of good emulators for it. Yeah, too. yeah. why don't like, you just make some fucking money off it, Nintendo? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't get it. Like, Derek, go ahead. You got your hand up, bud. Yeah. Um. Fuck. I forgot what I was going to ask. Did you fucking lose it, Derek? We went on a different tangent, and I forgot what I was going to... Derek, gonna... how much wine have you had tonight? How much oh, wine have you had? A good amount. A I good think amount. you started raising oh. your hand when I mentioned Urban Champion. No, 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 no. I, for, I, I forgot to ask. Derek, tell me about the notes. I mean, it's red tell wine. Tell me about that wine. It's red wine notes. It's kind of sweet. It, it's kind of dry. Does it have a peppery taste it's a good to good in the it? middle. Like, it's oh, fruity. Man. It's sweet. It's got a little bit of cherry in there, I guess. I mean... Ooh, nice. Oh, it tastes like great... Sounds like it would pair well with uh, like some dark chocolate. It does. It definitely does. I can tell yeah. you from experience. Speaking of, of tangents, hey, Finn, how's Divinity Original Sin 2 going? Yeah. Oh, guys, I can't believe you, you asked. That's so sweet of you. <laughs> yeah, that so was recently, really, yeah, that was, that was the recently, next question I've been on my playing mind. Four player co op Divinity to reconnect with my friends back home during this uh, time of not actually being able to fly back home. Uh, and it has been a delight. I've never actually. F- played all the way through divinity and now we're on uh the third island we're like 50 60 hours in and boy it's just a it's just a time sink we will we'll just start at like five and i'll look at look up and it's 3 a.m it's absurd it's crazy anyway that's that's i just really wanted to plug divinity original sin too because two years later it's still such a damn good game I, uh, I, I made I, fun of of straight couples who get in arguments in uh, quarantine uh, because mm-hmm. of the Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. reunion tour, as the Game Grumps have been putting it. Um, yes. <laughs> and I made fun of straight couples getting in arguments uh, and getting in fights and this whole like, ha you all don't actually like each other. Uh, but then Martha and I, um, who I'm allowed to say straight because we're both queer, we're both pan. Um started playing divinity original sin 2 together and we fought pretty hard <laughs> over playing that game with each other so <laughs> i need to shut my fucking I'll tell you face what, it does strain some rela- some it friendships does. we'll be like in the middle of a tough fight and my friend chris from the nola nerdcast will use one of his warrior abilities on someone with armor left on so it nullifies its status effect i'm like what are you doing he's not gonna catch fire yet he's still turn, got magic armor knocked down yeah. You can't yeah. poison him yet. Um, what are you doing? So I actually just picked up last night uh, a game that uh, Zach mentioned a couple of weeks ago, uh, Hunt Showdown. Oh. Um, it's a really, really neat game. Him and uh, Samuel Tolbert have been trying to convince me to get it for a little while. Um, because uh, it's about it's gonna get crossplay soon. It doesn't quite have it yet. But the game was on sale, so I bought it now. Because I I assume that once I grab it, it won't. Once the crossplay patch comes out in the next couple weeks, it probably won't uh, be on sale. So I grabbed it. That game is cool. Um, like it's got full three like uh binaural audio. Um, like Hellblade. So like you'll be walking through this like really gross macabre like Louisiana bayou. And, like, you'll hear the breathing of zombies around. Or, like, you'll scare ducks. And then they'll fly off and, like, scream. And the crows go crazy. And, like, that'll alert other players to where you are. So, hold on. There's, this, like, is, me- this is a zombie game, you said? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
like, well, there's a whole lot of, like, supernatural stuff. Like, you play as a character that is a hunter that, um, like, is trying to kill a specific bounty, which is, like, a powerful creature that's in the area. You search for clues to find the, uh, you have to find three separate clues, and then that'll tell you exactly where the target is. Um, once you find the target, um, you know, big boss fight, and then you try to take a bounty coin from it, and then extract, but other players are trying to are competing for the same bounty so there's um there's enemies all over the place um as well as other players um so like the meat hooks hanging from the ceiling will like give away people's positions and stuff oh, that's it's really cool. that's cool it's really really cool is it free to, um, is it free to play no um, uh no? it was on sale for 28.99 when i played it i think it's usually like 40 bucks um it's from crytek um so it looks quite good. Um, I was going to say, yeah, if it's from Crytek, at least it visually, it's going to be impressive. So. Um, yeah, it's cool. Um, I, I've only played a little bit online, but it is really neat. Like, there's a permadeath mechanic for your hunters and stuff like that. Better than Predator, then. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, but, like, it's, def it's definitely neat. Like, it seems kind of similar to, like, Escape from Tarkov, but it's not, like, a Milsim kind of game like Tarkov is. Um, it's not made by a bunch of... Uh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, but yeah, like the art design is like super gnarly cre creatures that you see. Um, like one is like this, this like lady that has like her head is on her back. Like the head's still the weak point, but like she's like bent and like her ribs are coming out of the top half and like her head's on the back. And then she has like these nasty um bugs that fly around and she screams and sends them at you is it scary like like is it a like is, is it a horror game i mean it's tense like it is at its core an action game but like you have limited supplies that you have to search for like you have to you know ration when you use your supplies um so you have enough to take out the boss or other players if you run into that interesting um i saw you talking about this on twitter that was i was i was i was thinking maybe i should download it and uh it's, give it's, it a shot. it's 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 interesting um the controls aren't great like there's you know a lack of polish in some things but it, it's a neat game um so is, yeah, is, it's cool. is it a is it a is it a full release or is it a, is it like a beta or like no it, it is a full release okay. um but i don't think there's i don't think there's too many maps or anything yet they're slowly updating it yeah finn okay. Well, here's, I got a question. Uh, I mean, now that Final Fantasy's out and smaller stuff like Trials is out, and we now in this weird no-man's land of video game releases, what are some smaller titles y'all are looking forward to? Because I think for me, the next big game I'm, I'm really looking to, to snag is Maneater. Cross-code on Switch. Cross-code on Switch. Yeah, what's that date? Uh, this so I actually reached out to Radical Fish Games, and it's apparently sometime within the next couple months. Uh, oh, that'd be so, awesome. That's a, that's a definite. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a that's a day one when it hits Switch uh, for me. So yeah, cross yeah, and in chat, if you don't know what cross code is, uh, go to YouTube right now and look up videos of cross code. It looks fucking awesome. Uh, Maneater is another one that I'm I'm definitely going to pick up and play. I probably stream. Uh, oh yeah. When uh, Just, yeah. Just shark RPG. That's all Absolutely. I need to know. I can't. Yeah. Janky yeah. shark RPG, but like in the best way. 
I'm actually thinking about and anybody like if people in chat would is th if this is something you'd be interested in. After I'm done playing Trials of Mana for, for review, I'm going to be out of work until like at least mid June, uh, with everything that's going on. So I was thinking about maybe starting like a morning stream on uh, on the Twitch channel here and just playing really bad Steam games for an hour or two, uh, letting people come in early in the morning and laugh. So if that's something that uh, that anybody would be interested in, or if you just want to see more streaming from us in general, uh, just let us know. Um, you know, I've got a lot of time on my hands and I want to start doing more with the channel. Uh, so if anybody would tune in for that, you know, hey, let me know and uh, and. Maybe I can uh, maybe I can make that happen. Um, as far as other games coming out that I'm looking forward to, Xenoblade Chronicles Remastered uh, is definitely on my radar uh, in May 29th. And I, like as far as release dates go, Finn, I think that one is safe. You know, uh, like, the farther the closer we get to it, and you haven't heard anything from Nintendo, I'm inclined to believe that you are correct. I think that is a uh, that is one that is not going to move. Yeah, I don't think so. anything else after that though is completely up for grabs. It's so weird, right, I'm looking forward to the remaster of wonderful 101 yeah I, I have not played the original i've wanted to for a long time it's good um it seems it seems kind of like the most like a successor to like beautiful joe that mikami has done mm, um like gameplay wise well, stylistically not. i guess yeah, stylistically yes but, gameplay wise um, not at all also i've just heard that you know as a fan of stuff that I am a fan of, I should play <laughs> Wonderful 101. It's, it's, it's good. Um, I, I don't think that it's something that I need to play again. Um, well, I haven't. I haven't played it. So no, 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 no. I know. No, I'm saying like, like if you've never played it before, by all means, go, go all in. It's just like it was. It was a good game, but it was one of those games that, like, for me, is a one and done. Like, I don't see myself really needing yeah. to play that again. Um, I'm just, I'm just trying to. Dis I'm waiting till I hear about like what the versions are like because I can't decide whether to grab it on Switch or PS4. Um, I don't know how the controls are going to be reworked and stuff. I, I feel I, I feel like a purist. I had I, I had I backed it on Kickstarter and it had to be Switch. Oh, you know, I just somebody just reminded me in chat. Um, the remaster of Ease Memories is uh, coming to PS4, and I'm really really annoyed that it's not coming to Switch. I'm yeah. really annoyed. No, come on, you know th it's the same playbook that Bandai and Square do with their games. They're going to release it. They on just want to double people console, to double dip, and then six months later they'll release the version with DLC on the Switch and snag all the double dippers. Why do you think it, that they they haven't announced the FF7 remake for PC, even though gameplay footage captured from PC version was in one of the trailers? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Ooh, Streets of Rage Four. That's another Yo. one I'm looking forward yes. to. That game oh, looks fucking... Yeah. I love me some Streets of are you, Rage. Are you ready for a contrarian here? I'm going to be the only person who is looking forward to this. I know. I don't, I don't believe it. I I'm the like only it. person in games, media, podcast, whatever, that's looking forward to this. <laughs> Marvel's Avengers, when it comes no, out. No, I'm with you. I've okay. already got mine pre-ordered. I'm that I guy. mean, I don't think it's coming out in September also. No, absolutely so. not. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I don't, um, I don't know that it is. I think the likelihood of delays is, like, solid, but... You know I, what? Ooh, I think I, the game is not. going to be good, and I, I mean, think that the game Destiny. is... No, I think yeah. the game is going to be good, and it's going to be better than people are ever willing to admit, because people are going to get... I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a minute. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> people are going to get invested in the mimetic, cultural <laughs> takedown of this game. It's the Mass Effect Andromeda Syndrome. Yes, or Marvel's Capcom Infinite. Same thing. Never yeah. mind that Marvel's Capcom Infinite is the best fighting game to be made in the in this entire console generation it got 
fucking destroyed because whoa, people needed whoa, to post I'm memes. Sorry, did you just stutter and mispronounce Dragon Ball Fighters? I did not. I Infinite is you. so much better than Fighters. <laughs> um, but people needed to post a bunch of pictures of Chun Li's face, and therefore that lasted all the way to the game's release. Didn't matter what they did. Um, people already decided they hate Avengers, so they're not yeah. gonna they're I, not gonna allow gonna themselves to it. like it. Oh, I am in the boat where I really want Avengers to be good. I just haven't seen anything that fills me with confidence because I think the game looks worse every single time. They're not marketing it well. And I don't care what quality it is. I'm going to beat Miss Marvel. It's bad that I should have to go off of like Tom Johnson and other media buddies of ours who played it to tell us that the game is good. Like they have done such a shit job of actually showing us that this game is good. But people who've played it say it's really good. So Let's also, let, let's also, like, the character designs, not good. Like, I'm okay like, with them. They've improved on them. Captain America's design is Cap's awful. bad. Cap is just bad. Cap I'm is bad, bad, but... Cap, right? I'm not going like down Pup, the Marvel vs. Capcom game. route. I'm not going like, to go... No, no I'm not going like, to do this whole Dante looks like a crackhead, no, so no, the whole game's no, a piece no, of no, shit. Hold on, Derek, hold on. Cap, Cap... In the in the Square Enix Avengers game, it's looks not like, great, but he looks like budget Army Hammer in Riot Gear. It's not great, but that's whatever. That's like, what he looks like we got bigger shit to Thor, worry about. Than Thor that. looks like Thunder Jesus. Thor looks like Thor. He looks like Thunder read Jesus. It, read a Finn, comic. He looks like Thor, Thunder Jesus. I thought looked very Finn, good. Finn, Finn's doing uh, Finn's doing exercise. Finn hit me, man. No, I uh, I just wanted to circle back to Streets of Rage. I think John might be happy. Uh, I put us in the running for two review codes for the game so that we can do co-op and cover the game. And uh, I will let you know as, as, as news pops up as to the progress of that. But our, uh, our, our talks and discussions with them at PAX are, uh, are looking like they've borne fruit. Yeah. Because it was such a good game to play, PAX. has been such a, uh, a big focus of theirs. That Do you remember when we there's... discovered throwing weapons and catching them out of midair? Oh. Yeah. Like awesome. and the developers were like, we didn't know you could do that, and it was like, yeah. You know, do you remember when I discovered friendly fire existed and kept hitting you with my super because it made me giggle? <laughs> it was funny though. All right. Anyway, that was weird. I just, I just thought my, you'd like to hear that. Did you guys see the lights just go out in my room for a minute? Sure did. <laughs> yeah. It's because you talked bad about Thor Jesus. Yeah. That was weird. Thunder Jesus shut really off your weird. fucking electricity He's for a your moment. electricity away. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm using this really old lamp, and I just my chair rolled over the cord. Oh. I guess that's what it was. Uh, all right, so we're starting to push up against our time here. Um, uh, I hope everybody in chat enjoyed our interview with uh, Brianna White. That was, that was, was fantastic. Like, I'm very that happy was... we got her on. I got to say, I've been really excited. So for pretty much the entire time that I've been on SDGC, um, our guests have primarily been other media figures. So other writers and journalists and influencers and... Um, streamers and people like that and i really like this trend where um a couple weeks ago uh we had davion gooden um on so we had a developer of a game and now we just had a voice actress um and i really like us kind of branching out into uh more than just fellow media figures like we've the yeah. other aspects of the industry yeah yeah like, like like what if you know what if we just you know what if we reached out to another voice actor from final fantasy 7 remake could be fun. Could be fun. Um, what if we did? You know, what if, what if, what if, uh, so, what if somebody, 
pending uh you know the group what if you got me matt mercer what if you got me matt mercer what what if what if somebody uh from the main cast of the game uh is is interested as long as the rest of the podcast is 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 interested like i don't know it's it's an it's an interesting probably can't be super because we don't want to like flood with guests but like oh yeah no no no, i say flood Open those floodgates. Let's do it. But uh, it but me? yeah, no, Am it, I the yeah, main no. It's just uh, maybe you should keep your maybe you should keep yours open in the future. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but um, anyway, uh, does anybody have any uh, Finn? You have no idea what I'm talking. About. Uh, does anybody yeah, have does. any? No, he doesn't. Uh, no, it's not Marlene. <laughs> You've does, talked uh, about it in the group chats, dude. Like, but but no, this is something different. Um, so does anybody have any? Derek, we got any housekeeping? Um, I'm gay. Well, yeah, we know that. Like, nailed that's, it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's true. All I, I mean, that's all gay. I got right now, man. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, I hope. Uh, I hope everybody's doing okay. I hope everybody is. Wine is good. Isolated. Uh, washing your hands. Staying safe. Please staying be safe. Indoors. We need. We need. And like all joking aside, we need every single one of you. Uh, to be healthy, wash your fucking hands, and then when your hands dry out from washing your hands too often, put ointment on it, and then make them yeah. all shiny get a little, and greasy. Get a, little, get, get a little lotion on there. Get some little greasy know? fingies going get a on. Lotion on there. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, thank you so much, everybody who tuned in tonight. Uh, we had a blast talking to Brianna, and we will get that. Uh, we will get this up on YouTube and all the usual podcast services. Uh, I genuinely would have had this uh, this last episode up sooner, but I completely oh, Derek, forgot. It's not dark. I had the time when I was at home. Work was just crazy, and I completely we hit Wednesday, and then we're like, "Hey, when's that episode going up?" And I was like, "Fuck." I have not even yes. downloaded the, the replay yet to do some Don't editing. Don't even sweat it, man. Don't even sweat yeah. it, dude. Uh, but again, thank you to Brianna uh, yeah. for being such a wonderful, such a wonderful guest and being so accommodating uh, with her time. Uh, we know that uh, we know that she is very busy and we greatly appreciate it. Uh, and uh, we're going to do a community game night this weekend. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going back to Mario Kart, I think. Uh, and, uh, you know, and because uh, I, I need something, I need something I can laugh at, you know. Uh, so we're doing another uh, doing another community game night Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're gonna play some Mario Kart together, uh, and uh, we might even stream it. Who knows? It'd be fun uh, if you can make it work. But uh, at any rate, yep, we got the link to the SDGC community Discord right there. We've got like what like 230 something odd people in there now. I haven't even bothered uh, counting. We broke 200, and I was like, yeah, Good. it's 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 over 200. We got a lot of people in there. We got a lot of good channels in there. You can talk about you can talk about games. You can talk about you know life, uh, movies, television. Um, we've got a uh, we've got a channel for venting if if things are just getting heavy for you and you need somewhere to unload. We got an uh, animal pictures channel. We got animal pictures. Like we got all kinds of we got all kinds of good uh, all kind of we got a food porn there. channel. There, it, there's a really, lot of people talking about turnip prices and animal crossing. <laughs> And I will say this, I saw, I, I saw, and I see actually right now, a lot of new faces in the chat, a lot of new faces in the chat. Uh, do us a favor, uh, throw us a, uh, you don't have to sub to us here, uh, but. Just uh, check in next week and see what we're yeah. about when we don't have a super cool guest on. Please. Or um, maybe we you know, will. Maybe, maybe we, no, I mean, probably not next week, but, you know, throw us, a, feel free to throw, uh, to throw us a sub if you want. Don't feel obligated to. We have a Patreon that helps get us to different conventions and provide coverage for everybody. There won't be a lot of conventions anytime yeah, soon. Not, not right <laughs> now. All that but money, all that money is going towards equipment upgrades right now. <laughs> right. But we also Which don't we do gate, need. Yes. But, but we also don't gate any of our content, so don't feel obligated to do that. 
uh, we just like to talk about uh, games with people, with all of you. And uh, on that note, um, one more thing. Oh, one uh, one other thing that but, helps us it, out a lot. Um, if you leave us a review please, on yes. your podcast service of, of choice, that please. helps us so, so much. Like it doesn't cost you anything. Just a, just a quick review um would actually would mean the world to us like yeah, yeah seriously seriously or, or uh like yeah that that would be great um and uh one more thing there's been a lot of i've seen a lot of stupid uh twitter drama recently with you know people in, involving uh you know podcast audiences and stuff like that i just want to say thank you to everybody for being as cool and wholesome and uh just uh just cool as i mean i i you know we've got a small community but I say, but I still think that we have the kindest, most accommodating community uh, in the, you know, in the entire, you know, podcasting sphere. I, I love every single one of you. Uh, and uh, you look at how intersectional has- our community is, like, bless. like the fact that our community has a lot of non-white people, a lot of people who are not men, a lot of people who are not cis or straight. Like we've got a a very broad and varied community and that doesn't happen unless both we are doing our jobs correctly to make it inviting and 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 helpful to you all and also that you are not um making it inviting for each other so so i seriously thank you all for that so and i I know i know for me um what's important to me is not having the largest audience but knowing our audience is the right people and especially since we have had the discord it has so reinforced that our audience is the right. We got the people. best fucking audience. Um, and like, it, it just it just makes me so happy because it means that we're doing what we want to do, um, the way we want to do it, and we're being successful at it. And being able to interact with all of you is so cool, and it's awesome. Thank you. And uh, I'll, I'll I'll close it with this. I have I have said many times. Uh, that if you're a content creator, I truly believe your audience is the best representation of your content. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you draw, if you draw a shitty crowd, like other, like some content creators do, then I think you're probably a pretty shitty person. Uh, but the fact that we have such an amazing group of people watching us really makes me feel good about myself. Uh, because I have a lot of self-esteem issues, you know, I've, I've got a lot of things that I have done in, you know, in my past that I'm not happy with, or, you know, like, you know, things that I think about a lot and I, I constantly question my self-worth, but every time I look in our discord or every time we go live Thursday, I see you guys in the discord. I see all of you in chat. It really reinforces to me that I must be doing something right. We also, must be doing something right. We're mostly white dudes. There's one white yeah. girl. Two of us are not straight. Like, this is a very vanilla crew for a podcast, admittedly. We, we are every we are way. every joke about a podcast being a group Pretty of white much. dudes. I don't have a beard. But, I don't yes, have a beard. But despite <laughs> that, despite that, we have an audience that, that reflects not nerdy white dudes, but reflects society reflects all of us that goes from uh people of color to women to queer people to trans people um and that tells me that even though we're a bunch of mostly white dudes mostly cis dudes mostly straight dudes that we're collectively doing a good job of making this a place that you feel comfortable calling home 
So. Damn it, Derek. Fuck. You yeah. always have to say it better than I do. Shit. So, hey, since Don't I'm worry. on a roll, can allow I, me, so, so, can so I close it out? We also have a sock puppet. We, we have, have a sock, sock puppet. puppet. We do have a sock puppet. Um, we, do so, have, we, are, we are decently big inside the sock puppet community. We are. The sock yeah. puppet community loves us. Um, and so Derek is going to do the sign-off, but Derek, yeah. I want you to do it as Solid Snake in, with the uwu yeah. uh, speak. <laughs> do it, do it, Derek. I can't do Solid Snake, but I'll get you the uwu. Do, do, no, no, no. Do you it. have to do just a gravelly Full voice. Uwu. Gravelly voice. <clears throat> gravelly voice. Everybody, shut up. It's not always poetry, and we don't always agree. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm laughing too hard. I gotta give Derek. you the uwu. It's not always poetry, and we don't always agree, but we always keep it real. So until next time, be good to each other. Oh no.